Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 406 of the JV Club with my pal and guest, Amy Okuda. I am delighted to have had Amy on the podcast. We had just recently played some online games on Twitch together with some mutual friends. You may know Amy if you are a fan of Felicia Day's The Guild. You may also know Amy from any number of other things, including uh, one of the more recent uh, of her projects, Atypical, which is a wonderful television series that I recommend. Um, And we had a lovely time chatting. So I hope that you are all well and that those you love are uh, well, too. I almost said well as well. That's too many wells. Let's be honest. Uh, I will be thinking about you all. I uh, very much hope that uh, those of you who have the opportunity to get the vaccine thus far, if you're an essential worker, etc., that you feel safe enough to do so. I don't want to proselytize or pressure. Obviously, I'm not a medical professional, but I I have many medical professionals in my own life um, who strongly advocate it. I know it's scary times, but uh, I just want everybody to be safe and well. And so my personal belief is that the vaccine is is something that we should do. So anyway, I don't usually get into that, wade into that stuff, but hopefully um, you'll do it and (laughs) know that it's coming from a place of love. Okay, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for uh, doing the podcast. I really uh, pulled the trigger quick right after we did that. But we've done something else together, haven't we? Like whether it was with yes. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. We did a, we did a, um, you were hosting a escape room show for Geek and Sundry. Yes, And indeed. I did an episode. And I remember, this always happens to me, where like Felicia was like, oh, yeah, um, Janet's the host, and I don't know if you've seen her show, You're the Worst, and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that. And then, of course, like, you know, six months later down the line, like, I kind of caught the show a little bit later, and I just became obsessed, and I was like, if I only knew at the time, I would have been, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I would have done differently. We would have made out, I really don't know what would have happened, but it's like, gosh, that show, I just... I love that show so much. I'm sure you get that a lot. It was, it's a really, it's kind of yeah. one of those, P- one of P- those, like, if you know it, you're obsessed with it. I feel like it's a great gauge for, like, people I'm going to like, if that's the thing that they, you know what I mean? It's one, like, I mean, there's a lot of different projects like that, but I, I'm always excited when someone is, like, identifies you're the worst as one of their favorite shows, because I'm, I'm like, okay, I feel like that fits into a certain appreciation hole mm-hmm. in my body that I'm like, great, I'm going to love this person. Um, but let me just, this is like, I get, this is not, a, it's not even a humble brag. It really is like a lament. And I probably said this on the podcast before, but just uh, to share with you my worst version of that, like my most like, no, version of that was I was down here visiting in LA and my friend that I was hanging out with was friends with this wonderful comedian named Rich Fulcher, who's this great mm-hmm. actor, and he's um, very plugged into the, like, he was very plugged into the British comedy scene. And mm. he was like, 
hey, let's, do you mind if we hang out with a couple of uh, friends of mine? I was like, oh yeah, fine, whatever, bring them along. And it was these two guys and they were like super funny and kind of dorky and like just silly and great. And we spent the whole night together, like went to a couple of different pubs and chatted and had such a lovely time. And then one of them was like, you know, well, we're here for a while, like call if you want to. And like gave me a phone number, which I promptly lost, like on my way back to San Francisco. I had not yet seen Shaun of the Dead. But it was fucking Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And I didn't have any idea who they were. And then I was like, I could have been friends with them. Oh, God. (laughs) Isn't that That a sad one? Yeah, that's a pretty big one. But then again, it's like, was it better? They always say you don't want to meet your heroes. But I had already met them and they were great <laughs> You're right. before they You're became right. my You're heroes. Right. You're right. It's but so maybe evil. you wouldn't <gasps> maybe you wouldn't have thought that they were that great if you I knew because you yeah. expected more. I don't know. You're right. No, I'm look, maybe I would have better, been so honestly. maybe I would have been so uncool that they wouldn't have True. wanted to be friends with me anyway cuz I would have been like right. <laughs> Anyway, um <laughs> so maybe you're right. Maybe yeah, cuz I get be I get like be. that. I get like that around people like I feel like people that I don't give a fuck about think I'm way cooler than I am and then people who like I don't know I'm like starstruck by or like you know get really nervous around like I just can't I can't get my shit together it's true that I have no sense of you not having your shit together like I do I think of you as a pretty cool customer Um, wow and now I realize why I realize why I couldn't totally figure out where we knew each other from it was because felicia was shrieking so hard through that whole episode that that's like the only <laughs> thing i remember i just remember totally. her screaming yeah. like yeah. screaming at the top of her life like get out of my hair it was yeah. amazing yeah yeah but it's like i mean when is felicia not shrieking around oh it was <laughs> like we needed at least one of those episodes and i'm not sure we had a shrieker other than Felicia. So I'm glad that we had one person who was like losing one their shrieker. mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. That's really important for a show like that. How do you, do you guys know each other from like, how do you know Ryan? Because for the listener, Ryan Koppel, who created Voyage to the Stars, which is the other podcast that I'm on, the Improvised Space podcast, he set up a really fun game night that you and I both did with a couple of other people. And um, and so I realize I don't know if, if you know him through Felicia or if you know him through something else. Yeah, it's it's through Felicia, Um, because I think, you know, towards the end of like the run for the guild, um, we were on Geek and Sundry and he was a big part of that. So he was around for a lot of like the end, you know, the later seasons of the guild. And then I think during the pandemic, when I started uh, streaming on Twitch and stuff and then he started streaming and then, you know, that's kind of when we started getting a little bit closer was really recent like literally a couple months ago yeah we've been playing a lot together and you know we realized that we really like each other yeah so (laughs) so then he was like come do my game night and I was like this better be fun but then when you asked me to (laughs) I I was like oh actually that was really fun and then like when you asked me to be on the podcast I was like Ryan it was worth it thank you for asking me to do this (laughs) all the suffering all the suffering I didn't say I did until just now was worth it (laughs) exactly (laughs) do you think that you would have was is is the twitch streaming thing um something that would have happened eventually like something you thought about and then the pandemic happened and it was like now is as good a time as any or was that a thing that was sort of born out of this crazy world change that we all experienced 
I think I've picked up one video game my entire life before the pandemic. This makes me feel better because I have picked up probably also one. Yeah, and it's like Mario Kart, like the most same. basic, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah or like maybe I've done GarageBand like a couple times, yeah. like, but yeah, I was like so not a video game person at all, and then, you know, March hit, the first couple weeks, obvi- you know, it's it's hard for everybody, but yeah, like I had some dark days, yeah. and then my husband's a huge gamer, actually, and he was like, just play this, and he gave me Stardew Valley, which was like, I remember him playing Stardew Valley like years ago and like I made fun of him like nonstop because I was like, (laughs) why is it fun for you to like plant a turnip and then grow them and then sell them? It makes no sense. Yeah. Um, And then he would talk about like, oh, I have to romance this guy because I want to like marry him or like whatever. And it was like, (laughs) it felt so like weird to me. (laughs) But yeah, I got, I got sucked in and like 300 hours later, like I found out Felicia was playing Stardew at the time also. And she was like streaming it and she was like, come stream with me. And then, so we did it a couple times and it was really fun. So I just started my own channel and kept doing it. God, that's, I love that. I mean, I don't know that many people who are now streaming and gaming and stuff who started only as recently as just about me, although you're still definitely ahead of me because I would be like, how do I, what is, I've been on Twitch. Um, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. else I know. handled all of that. Like, I don't. I have to say, I have to say, if it wasn't for Felicia, I would not be doing this. Yeah. Because she really guided me through the thing. And then, like, obviously, you know, if you're not a, I feel like streaming on Twitch is a whole nother kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to semi-entertain people. Like, you respond to chat while you're playing. And it's, like, a whole thing that, like, I don't think I would have enjoyed doing by myself from the very Mm, beginning. Yeah. And it was nice because we could, like, and, you know, I didn't always talk to Felicia this regularly, like, throughout all the years that I've known her so it was like so fun to be able to like talk to her you know a couple days a week and like hang out and then you know it makes it so much easier to kind of get into it when you're doing it with somebody else oh absolutely absolutely and was your husband like I can't believe you finally came around like all these years of you giving me shit and like do you think that was was that part of it that you sort of like to be with somebody who was already really into it you it was either going to be just his thing or like you would have felt like you would have to go all in and so you sort of just stayed on the outside yeah I don't know I I don't I honestly I'm I'm this way like I'm not a trier I don't try things Mm -hmm. if I don't really want to do it you know and it's like for me it's like all or nothing so there's no like dipping my toes into something it's like if I really want to do something then I'll do it 1000% but if I don't have the full interest in it I don't even want to touch it with a 10-foot pole right um and so obviously I think I was just like in desperation mode in the beginning of quarantine because I had nothing to do um and then my husband's stoked we actually we have now two gaming computers side by side in our spare bedroom amazing um he's so excited he's like this is what I always wanted us to do together like this is the way we can like hang out now like I'm you know. finally happy in this marriage <laughs> exactly exactly he's like my friends like totally have this set up with their wives too and like they said it's so fun and here we are like he's very excited about it well now were you always because I re- very much relate to the idea of not being a trier and for that reason 
I, I've said on the podcast many times, there's just a bunch of stuff I came to much later as an adult because it took me a really mm. long time to realize I could try stuff. And mm-hmm. that sounds so unadventurous for someone who, you know, I think people who see us kind of in the business that we're in maybe think that we're the kind of people who don't like a lot of structure or who are sort of like, I don't know, like very devil may care, like globetrotting because yeah. there's so much kind of like strangeness or irregularity or whatever to what we do. But that yeah. does not describe me particularly. And um, and so I'm one. And so when I look back on my childhood, it's weird because that's the time when ostensibly that's how when you're at least trying the things that you end up just doing and then you know not try like failing at the things you don't like at some point Mm -hmm. you have to develop skills or interests but I don't I can barely remember even that like I can't remember like I guess I'll try getting on stage or like I guess I'll try writing a paper like I don't you know what I mean do you do you did were you a kid who tried more and then sort of settled down into a groove or are you like me and are you like I almost can't remember the first time I did any of the stuff that I've done my whole life um well I can say I've had three like passions in my life throughout you know the years my first one was basketball and my second one was dance and then now it's acting and those three things are the only things I've ever really put any sort of time and effort to in my whole life (laughs) you know like I wasn't the type of kid that was like in basketball and piano and you know volleyball like I was never and did girl scouts and like I never did a lot of stuff yeah um so in that way, yeah, like I like to stick to one thing yeah. and just go full out on that thing. I'm definitely not like a, you know, let's try. I have a ton of hobbies and like, you know, all this stuff, which I think it's hard being an actor and not having a hobby. Yeah. Like outside of acting, because a lot of times you're not acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You know, <laughs> you got to make your own way with the time that you have and like how you spend it and how you feel productive and, and all that kind of yeah. stuff for sure. Yeah. Where so, did you grow up? Yeah. In Torrance. Okay. Do you know where that is? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's So basically, you know, we're LA County. Still, yeah. Technically. Did you have um, a so close but so far away experience or did you have a so close I might as well feel like I feel like I'm in LA and part of that world? Um... A little bit of both, I guess. Like, so far in the sense where, like, you know, it's such a suburb. Yeah. Right? And um, especially Torrance is, it's a very, um, there's a huge Asian community. Mm -hmm. So, like, everyone in my high school, like, the popular kids were actually Asian. (laughs) Which is, like, yeah, it's, like, very, I don't know, there's, like, just a very strong Asian presence in in Torrance and that's Um, and that's across different Asian cultures is it like Japanese and Korean and like yeah it was mostly a lot of Japanese I think things are changing now but when I was growing up a ton of Japanese and I'm Japanese yeah um but yeah it's still a pretty pretty good mix and you know um yeah it was pretty diverse and there's, a, you know, a lot of other other races in my high school, too, but, like, a lot of Asians mm-hmm. um, in general. And um, so in that sense, you know, it was probably a very unique way of growing up. Um, but, you know, when I was dancing, my dance teacher was actually, like, you know, she was, like, a professional dancer. She had an agent, and she's actually the one that introduced me to, like, 
maybe you should audition for commercials and stuff like that. And that's mm. kind of how I got into things. Gotcha. So in that way, it's really, you know, you felt like you were really close to LA, right? Like things like that were happening. You can meet people at a local dance studio that could like find you an agent. Like, yeah. you know, that doesn't happen if you're growing up in like Missouri. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, we could drive to LA in like 45 minutes to an hour. So my mom could still like drive me pretty easily like to auditions and stuff like that. So in that sense, it felt like, it was really close and doable. Yeah. And so that so when you were still young enough that you got into acting uh, when you were still living at home then. Mm-hmm. So I think I started like auditioning for like commercials like as a dancer um, when I was about 16. I need to know what kind of commercials involved dancers i need to imagine it was like i did a couple like shoe commercials <laughs> where you just like, like i don't know why i'm I, laughing I, I just love it i just the commercial know, world which i've had very much experience hate, in as yeah, well yeah, is yeah, just yeah, like yeah. it's so bonkers and so i'm always it curious is. like it could have been you could have said anything you could have been like i did a tampon commercial where there were a lot of ballerinas yeah, i yeah, did yeah, like yeah, totally, totally a cat totally. food commercial where i was dancing with a cat like you could have said anything and i would have laughed you know yeah 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 yeah. shoe commercial makes the most sense like i don't even know why that was funny you and know? i, I highly sense. doubt my face was even in it, it was, they were probably just filming my shoes i don't even remember <laughs> um yeah it's it, just random stuff and i i you know like in a lot of it you don't even actually dance when it comes down to it yeah do you know what i'm saying like there's a lot of like i did a lot of print stuff too where like it came through my dance agent because that's all i had at the time but then I was just holding a cell phone. <laughs> like, I didn't, had nothing to do with dancing, like, at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I know, it's just, it's so, it's so bizarre, that whole situation. Um, so I did that for a couple years. And then, um, you know, my mom begged me to go to college. So I actually went to college. And me being the type of person that doesn't like to do two things at one time, I like completely stopped auditioning altogether. And then Mm -hmm. I just like was a regular college student. And then when I graduated college is when I started like actually acting. And, you know, I got like a real theatrical agent and did all that stuff. Were you studying acting in college, though? I did film. Okay. Yeah. So you were were you acting in stuff as part of the film program that you were doing as you were learning to do all these other things? Were you was were you sort of scratching the itch there or was the itch just non-existent? Um, Well, I was scratching the itch at the time through the guild because, again, so random. My dance agent sent me on this random audition and it was for the guild. And um, I booked the guild. I think I was a senior in high school. Okay, yeah, I did not do the math yeah. on that at all. So yeah, you were, so, so you was, were, so you weren't auditioning, but you were very much doing the guild, and also you were a college student. Yeah, yeah, film. I wasn't got pursuing it, got anything it, got new, got but it, I was still it. doing the guild, and you know, web series like we shoot like what for a month right. or something, right? And do these little mini episodes and you know all that stuff. So it was pretty easy to manage there, but yeah, I wasn't wanting to like. I wasn't wanting to like go on auditions like three times a week yeah. during you know that's school so and stressful. stuff like that. That's a yeah, that's yeah. a that's a lot. Um, yeah. were, and, and and in high school, were there a bunch of other were there other kids in your high school who were kind of doing what you were doing, or were you more of an outlier in terms of like yeah, I'm going in a, in for auditions and stuff like that? Yeah, in my circle, it totally nobody I knew was doing it. Yeah. Um, I think that's what made it really hard for me 
not hard, but like, you know, my senior, my junior senior year, I like pretty much didn't go to school. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> because like, not because I was so busy, like working or anything. I honestly didn't work that much. Uh-huh. But like, <laughs> you got out I of was, a pattern, I bet. Yeah, it was weird. And then, you know, I think I was really shy about it, too. Mm. I didn't really want people to know that I was doing that. Mm. Um, only like really close friends knew and I, so it was like hard to like navigate like how to, I don't know. I just felt like when I was at school, it was like I was doing things that I knew I didn't want to do. Yeah. And then uh, the I had a few close friends, but then other people like, how was I supposed to act? You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. high school is so weird. And when you feel like you don't have your thing at school. It's like, I don't even know why I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is interesting that you didn't have the, you know, the desire to kind of be big man on campus as far as, you know, being like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm acting, I'm a working actor. Um, That you that you felt more like I don't necessarily want people to know about this, I think is, you know, that's, I don't know that it's totally unusual, but I feel like it could certainly go the other direction, right? Where, Somebody, you know, like, (laughs) I'm imagining a student, like, bringing their director's chair with their name (laughs) on it to, like, eat lunch and, like... Oh, oh this? But oh, yeah. I didn't even realize I had this with me. This I guess was, I'll sit on it. This is from my shoe commercial. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I feel like you're probably... I don't know. You seem... You don't seem like type that would be like that either. Like... I don't know. I feel like a lot of people think actors are like they want to like be the center of attention and all this stuff. Right. But like, I don't know. I feel like I'm the opposite of that. Like, I really I don't. I never even now, like I really don't like talking about like, hey, I booked this job. You know, you know, those people who like yeah. are like, I had a callback today. Great. Thanks. You know, and like want to share all these things, which is like, I think that's great. And I think I would probably be a much happier person if I could be that way. Yeah. But I'm very, I don't know. I don't know if it's like I'm private or I'm shy. I don't know. I don't really like to talk about, a, I don't know, a ton of my acting stuff. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I don't know how to fix mornings for myself. <laughs> I do not know how to make mornings okay for myself. So the t-shirt, I don't do mornings, isn't even a funny shirt. I shouldn't get it for you. It's sad. It's a sad shirt. Yeah, it's a sad shirt with tears flowing. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you like that with basketball and with dance as well? Was it kind of like, this is my thing, and if I'm good at it, great. And if I have a day that I'm off, I don't have to worry about it because I haven't been bragging around that I'm so great at it. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, I was, I think I'm just really, I don't want people to pay attention to me, I think. Mm. Like, I remember with basketball, like, I was so young, but, you know, there's like, 
little tricks, fancy tricks you can do. Like I, you know, I was a really good ball handler. Like I, you know, oh, I could dribble between the legs and like behind my back. And I had all these like moves and tricks that I would practice at home, but I would never do it in the game because I didn't want people to think that like I was being too flashy. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, Yeah, my mom would be so mad at me, I remember. Because she would be like, why didn't you do that? You learned how, you, you can do a reverse layup. Like, you could do it. And, you know, I'm just like, I don't know. I just, uh. <laughs> So, because yeah, that was, was going to be a question, I you know, which was, you know, were your parents, like, kind of pushing you to be more showy um, and, and to kind of show, you know, just to take pride in that versus, like, perhaps not being that way. And so it sounds like your mom was like, I'm proud of you. You should be proud of you. Get yeah, out there and, like, if yeah. you've got the skills, use them all. Yeah, she tried. But... <laughs> But I think dance helped me like was break it ballet, out a or was little it like bit more. A bunch of different. Um, I did most everything. Like I was like on a you know those like weird competition um, studio teams from like middle school on. Um, so it was like ballet, but mostly ballet was just because I had to do ballet. Like I was not a ballerina whatsoever. Yeah. Um. So like mostly like jazz and like hip hop and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. I think it helped me a lot, like, in terms of, like, you know, being better at, you know, not being so shy, I think. God, dance is so interesting because, I mean, I guess this is, I'm probably not saying anything particularly profound here, but the ways in which we show off talents, like, it's so interesting the way somebody can feel comfortable performing in one capacity that to someone else seems like it's you're putting yourself way more out there than this other thing that's performative, which in turn that per- like for me, the idea of of being a dancer to where the performance I'm doing is dependent solely on what my body is up to, you know, rather mm-hmm. than my voice mm-hmm. is so frightening to me. And I took dance and I just always knew like this isn't I'm never going to feel comfortable enough to, you know, to have this be anything other than like a fun way of doing P.E. for <laughs> for high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great way to do P.E. <laughs> um, yeah. And 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 Are then, you a singer. Hmm. Do you sing? Oh, yeah, I sing, but I sing, but I I wasn't drawn to musical theater really. Like I loved acting, okay. but I only wanted to sing in bands. Like I was because this musical theater side of performing, I I couldn't connect with um somehow, like I couldn't I couldn't buy into the authenticity that I wanted you know and I don't mean yeah, like I was like yeah, a David yeah, yeah, Mammoth yeah, yeah, fan yeah, at yeah, all yeah, 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 but you yeah, know what I mean like yeah. I just struggled yeah. with that and it's a very um, different it's I feel like yeah it's a whole different category yeah like, of, or like people yeah. who do stand-up versus people who act or people who dance versus mm-hmm. people who do stand-up like the ways in which it sounds terrifying are are so dependent on what you feel comfortable doing because you know totally. again it's like oh my god I could now but then when I think about like oh, okay well especially with certain types of dancing if you're part of a group and you're sort of part of a group like machine or you it's it's about the sort of like way in which you fit into this larger organism like I I could I definitely I like the idea of that and to me that does feel like it could be a way to be expressive without you know being a show pony per se totally totally yeah do you have- and I do like group I like group activities yeah me too do, do you have siblings yeah. I have an older sister is she like you? Is she uh, sort of muted in the way that she expresses the stuff that she gets excited about? Um, 
you know, she's she's kind of the opposite of me in terms of like she has a ton of hobbies. You know, she like likes to do a little bit of this and a little bit of this, and she's good at this and this and this kind mm-hmm. of person. So yeah, we're really different in that way. Um, and yeah, I think she's a little bit. Maybe it's more of an Asian thing, you know. There's a part of Asian culture that's like you're just not showy in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a lot more like confident in what she's good at, I think, than I am. How much older is she? She's two and a half. Old, oh, okay. Oh, older. so you guys were yeah. you in high school at the same time? Did you go to the same school? We were in the same high school, yeah, for one year. And was there like a crossover of? Did you you kind of were you in different kind of crews or? Was there? Yeah, not no crossover at all. No crossover. Yeah. Um, she was also really smart, and she was very academic. Um, teachers loved her. It was like one of those where, like, oh, I would no. be yeah, I was sitting in my freshman class. They'd be like, "Oh my god, you're Lisa's sister. I love Lisa. She's such a great student. Like, you know, I'm so excited to be your teacher. Like, blah blah blah." And then like a couple weeks go by, and they realize that I'm very different. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, that's so true for so many siblings. You'd think that teachers, after a while, would realize they to would know. to like yeah. not have any expectations. Yeah, and likewise, Did you have if the oh, I don't. I'm an only child. But my dad was oh, a wow. high school English teacher. And mm. I, I, I have that makes me think like the next time I talk to him, I'm going to be like, did you do that thing? Because I'm sure also <laughs> it works the other way where somebody's just not a great student. And then the, the sibling comes in and are they, you know, True. necessarily like looked upon as like my expectation of you is very low. Like mm-hmm. that's probably but, because siblings are often so different. It seems totally useless to place yeah. any expectations in one direction or the other on on a kid who comes in after yeah yeah we are very very different and were you dating uh, in high school in high school let's see oh my god (laughs) oh god um yeah i had a boyfriend in high school who um i met at my dance studio Hmm. and (laughs) i feel like i reacted the way I'm reacting because of the way you laughed and the way you said yeah, it. That, no, doesn't totally. mean, that doesn't mean I have an expectation, speaking of expectations. But I feel yeah, like no, there's no. more coming. Let me just say, I feel there's maybe more coming. That's all. There's definitely a story there. Um, yeah, I think we dated for a long... We dated for like almost two years, which is a long time Very in high school. Time. Very long like, time. Yeah, it was like beginning of sophomore year till the end of junior year. Or maybe beginning of senior year, even. Um, Yeah, and he, you know, we were young. And honestly, I don't really talk to him anymore, so I have no idea. But, you know, there was some evidence after we broke up, after we broke up. I had some suspicions that, you know, I was not the one for him. Right. And um, we broke up. And then later I found out um, that I think, you know, he, I honestly, I don't even know if he's, I just don't know. I don't know what he's doing now, but, you know, I did the whole, I I hacked into his MySpace, whatever, I'll say it. Um, And (laughs) yeah. Well, you're not naming (laughs) names, but yeah. No, I'm not naming names, but yeah, he, um, yeah, I hacked into his MySpace and there were some explicit messages with another boy. Yeah. So that confirmed my suspicions. But then, you know, later down the line, I heard he had a girlfriend. So I, you know, he never told me one way or the other. So yeah, he just, you know, probably finds love where he can find love. Yeah. 
and that's that's great i definitely um, i mean i've i've i my like biggest love when i was uh younger um definitely is like i would say i mean i think i i think he's like resi- like just like right right down the right down the middle bisexual which mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. see in you know from from my age and i'm older than you but it's only recently that i feel like boys being bi has been even part of a conversation like i agree i think i'm in that generation also yeah like that's just not a thing and so yeah i feel like you know what was very natural for him was perhaps felt to him like he had to make a choice because Mm. like he couldn't like how could he go back to dating like you know what i mean and i think maybe he Mm -hmm. did kind of go back and forth but i don't know that he was able to be particularly open about it because you know if there's if there's a if there's a stigma to women being bi of a, of certain generations, and again, I couldn't be more delighted that that's dwindling more and more and more as the times continue yeah. forward. Like the stigma of being a a bi boy is like, I can't like I don't even know. I feel like that's would be a rough place to be in in, in certain mm-hmm. times in our society, real rough. Totally, totally, and yeah, even when I was like in high school, like that was really not a thing and you know especially when you're in high school like everyone's trying to figure out what the heck they want sure, right sure so absolutely. it was like yeah it was it was a pretty like confusing it, it, i don't you know i don't know we did things and he was cool but you know whatever it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> we hope that he is very happy and feeling like we his authentic do. self wherever we he do. is and whatever yes. he's doing absolutely he was very nice to me he was really really nice to me so you know what else can you ask for? And then I started dating another boy who was like the opposite mm. of this boy. I think, you know. Not I uncommon, guess... right? To we, we we like to pendulum swing in all ways, yeah. including uh, American politics, evidently. <laughs> like we're yeah, exactly, very exactly. good at like swinging yeah, yeah. wildly back in the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. Because like, you know, my, my first boyfriend, he was like my first real boyfriend, Um the dancer boy yeah and you know we would go shopping together and like he really you know like all this fun stuff and then um my next boyfriend um was very very like so traditionally a boy from like such a traditional family Mm. and like you know they went to church and like they were very white and you know all that stuff and you know, his mom stayed home and she cooked and she was pretty and like all that stuff. <laughs> and he pl- he played sports and, you know, like uh, he would watch So You Think He Could Dance and like say mean things to the boys that would dance, you know, like that kind of right. boy. Yeah. I dated for a while. Yeah. Another two and a half years ish, oh, wow. I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You accounted for your entire high school career yeah. pretty much with that. Yeah, yeah. Were, I mean, do you mind it. if I ask if your parents were, like, did they have feelings about wanting you to date a, a Japanese or, or otherwise Asian young person? Or were they, was that not something that entered into their thinking? Yeah, my mom didn't. You know, it was more like my grandparents that were a little bit like, oh, they weren't like mad about, because my first boyfriend, he was also white. He was yeah. very white, like from Ohio and like very uh-huh. pale. So they would like, <laughs> They would call him like little names about him being pale in Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) But like, but they weren't like mean to him or they weren't upset. Like, you know, I've had friends who 
are Japanese whose grandparents like literally would not speak to them mm, mm, mm. Um, while they were dating someone that wasn't Asian and stuff yeah. like that. So that never happened to me. Um, and then my second boyfriend, he actually was quarter Japanese and, a, and three quarters white. Gotcha. So um, he didn't look Asian at all, but like, you know, they were fine with him too. I think um, the nice thing about and then and then my next boyfriend was my is my husband, um, who I started dating after college, and he's half Japanese, and he actually speaks and understands a decent amount of Japanese. So that's been really nice for my grandparents. Yeah, and I assume that you do as well. Yeah, so I, I'm fluent. I, oh, I'm pretty sure Japanese was wonderful. my first language. It's such yeah. a beautiful language. It's such a beautiful language. Yeah, thanks. No, it's it's good. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, I love I love the culture. I love the people. I love yeah. the place. Like it's yeah, I'm very very proud. Um, Is it uh, th- again? Like if I start wading into like like shame on you, white girl, like weird territory by asking <laughs> cultural questions, I always say like just slap me back because I I think no, no at this point like everyone knows that I I have my intentions are always good, but that doesn't mean that I'm not you know tripping over stuff. But I do. F- I mean, the relationship that the that the Japan has with with America and vice versa. Um, culturally, like pop culturally, let me say for one, for one thing, it's so interesting because like I, you know, I've only been, I only spent, you know, two weeks, I guess, in, in Japan and I'm, I would love to go back. Yeah. Oh, that's Um, cool. And, and I, I really was like, you know, I was like, is there any way I can instantly learn Japanese, please? Because it's so beautiful and like, you know, and it was, it was definitely, uh, a, a culture that I was, you know, always kind of drawn to, and um, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know like what anime was until I moved to LA. Like, no one told me about anime, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it wasn't even like a thing. Wait, where even, are you from? I'm from Arizona, so it's just not oh, okay, it was okay. not necessarily a thing that was like going to be put in front of me in any kind of way. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I, I just, it's such an interesting. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just interesting because it's such a vastly different culture, but there's something yeah. that that is so attractive and that works about the kind of mutual attraction culturally um, between those two that feels very unique. And and again, you know, you could probably say the same thing about you know Koreans and America. Like you could say the same mm-hmm. about Chinese. But for my mm-hmm. personal experience, it was always more kind of that that particular relationship and uh, I just think it's really interesting because they because they are so very different but there is some sort of thing that 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 really makes sense and meshes is that like a super shitty racist weird thing to say and I just don't realize it probably no I think you're no I think you're right um I mean you know I know for sure that like in terms of people in Japan you know I mean and so everyone in the around the world I think they really idolize you know American pop culture um, American movie stars, you know, singers and all that stuff, right? They're really, I feel like they put American um, pop culture on a pedestal. And I still, I, you know, I think they still do, although, you know, the last couple of years, I don't know, that could that could have crumbled. Fair. I really have no idea. Fair <laughs> Fair <laughs> and, but um, yeah, I think, no, I think you're totally right. And I think in terms of like Korean pop culture kind of bleeding into the States now, I think we didn't really get that because it's kind of new still, I think. I think 
the relationship between Japan and America has been a little bit more like longer standing, I think. Yeah. And we and, and and the fact that we the fact that we, our 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 history of World War Two, which was not that yes. long ago, is also yes. like profoundly fascinating as well. Yeah, you know, that's part. Yeah. I think that's part of the kind of awe that and wonder that I I feel about it sometimes. You know. Yeah, I do see that. Like, this is not exactly what you're talking about, but I since you brought up World War Two, like I do see that. Like, um. My friends who are Japanese Americans who had grandparents that went through the war and such, they none of them speak Japanese. Um, Mm. They're very I think it's, you know, they really have that they wanted to be American so bad that like their grandparents didn't teach their parents Japanese. Hence, Mm -hmm. you know, now my friends don't speak Japanese. And um, if you meet like most people I know that are Korean American, they still speak Korean. Right. Most of them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe that's a weird stereotype that I'm putting on to them, too. But <laughs> from what I can see, a lot more Korean Americans speak Korea, Korean than, like, our generation of Japanese Americans. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with the war. And, you know, a lot of the Japanese people that went through the war, like, they didn't want to be Japanese. Oh, absolutely. You know? The Japanese became, they were othered, right? I mean, it was like, right. let's throw some right. people in internment camps and, like, exactly. let's, you know, let's, we really got to separate the real Americans from the, the fake Americans, all that kind of yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, once the war ended, you know, I that still lingered, obviously. And, you know, I think for the Japanese-American people that, like, came back, they, like, we're like, well, we can't be Japanese. Like, we got to, you know, let's throw away our entire culture, our language, and just be as American as we can be. And um, I think that's a little sad. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. Like, my grandpa was in the camps, but my grandma mm. wasn't. She mm-hmm. lived, she was, like, from Japan. She was in Japan during the war. Um, and my grandpa was in the camps. But he was always kind of, like, back and forth um, between U.S. and Japan. Mm-hmm. He kind of came to America. He was born in America, but he was living in Japan um, after he was born. But then he came back to America and went into the camps because if he stayed in Japan, I think he would have had to go to the – he would have to fight. Wow. And I think I think he kind of escaped here to go to the camps because he had a younger brother, actually, that was born in Japan. So he couldn't come to America mm. and he had to go fight the war and he died. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So he kind of came here and like, I think so he really has a I don't know if this is going to be controversial and people are not going to like that I'm saying this. But like, you know, he says obviously bad things about the camps, you know, like. He has negative feelings, but he also said, you know, he was well fed. He didn't have Mm. to go fight. (laughs) You know, there is a part of him that like he's probably the only person I know that doesn't have only negative things to say Hmm. about going in camps. Although my grandpa is a very complicated man. He's a little twisted, but, (laughs) um, you know, he's the kind of person that like wake up every morning. They're like, how are you, grandpa? He's like, "Uh, I'm still not dead, you know, like stuff like that. So he's a little bit like, you know twisted in that way but yeah he i think has a little bit of not appreciation but you know what i mean like well, yo, it wasn't that's, all bad that's really interesting because i thought you were gonna say 
almost that he had too sunny of a disposition, right? Because that's kind of where my brain went, that he was like, (laughs) oh, he was like, it was like the, you know, Roberto Benigni in Life is Beautiful. Like, he just found beauty in everything he did, even when he was at the camps. He was just grateful to be (laughs) fed. (laughs) You know, he's like, I'm not dead yet, and rolls his eyes. (laughs) Oh, that's different. That's not what I was thinking. Yeah, Yeah, he's so bitter that, like, even the worst things maybe he finds, I don't know. He's he's a weird guy. <laughs> um, did and does your grandmother? Did she talk about like, like Hiroshima and like Nagasaki? Like, did she have a relationship to the experience of? Because that's like the mo- I mean, talk about a singularly. I mean, it's all horrible. Yeah. We've done horrible stuff yeah. everywhere. You know, God help us. But that's another thing because you know that was something that was. I feel like I got a better sense of like what we did to the Japanese than anyone was willing to tell me we did to the like American mm, Indians mm-hmm. slash Native Americans, depending on which tribe. Some tribes like to be called American Indians, some like to be called Native American. But um, I had to like seek out that information, you know, as a college student. Whereas I do feel like I had a st- really strong, like horrific sense of what happened to the you know the places in Japan, like sort of what that was like. Um, is that that seems like it would be a tough thing to not to shake off like you'd never shake it off but was that ever was your yeah. grandma anywhere near any of that like does she have a, no. a personal relationship to any of that yeah so she lived like pretty far from both of those places in a really small town yeah um but you know she has like some crazy she was really young during the war she was like in elementary school still i think um and, you know, it's one of those where they had, like, little hiding spots when yeah. they would get bombed or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it's like one day I think something happened. So she didn't go to her usual hole, mm-hmm. <laughs> her whole hiding spot. And then that day, like, all her friends in the hiding spot got bombed and died. No. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, they bombed that little hole. Oh, and- my so stuff like that i know it's like stuff that if this happened to us like right now i know like we would be so damaged like we would be spending thousands of like hundreds of thousands of dollars like going to therapy but then like you know they don't go they didn't go to therapy at the time like yeah you know they're just kind of like suck it up and let's just move on and um but she also has like really funny stories like how um if they would find like wounded soldiers or whatever, they would like tie him up on the tree and like throw rocks at him and stuff. Good. Well, wait now. Okay, so yeah. you're now I'm starting to see why your grandma and grandpa got along. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So that is crazy. I mean, like, it, well, it just goes to show how adaptive we are. I mean, we found out how adaptive totally. we are I- this last year in a totally unique way, and obviously, yeah. like, mass shootings were a thing I just never would have thought would be like quote-unquote commonplace and so i guess you know now we've lived through enough as a country uh within our generations that totally it seems more like understandable but you know for me if you told like 15 year old me that you know the world trade centers would be bombed by plane like you know Mm -hmm. there were just i that was not something i could wrap my head around uh, emotionally or any other way um but yeah imagine i mean you know obviously japan is not the size of america so if you take japan being the size of a comparable state in america or a couple of states in america and imagine being like yeah i live in baltimore but washington dc was bombed Yeah, 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 yeah. Like people are, people are, people are still suffering from that. Yeah, yeah, and like are getting canceled. Like that's crazy. I know, I know. Ooh, 
It what really an upbeat is. thing I started talking to you about. I'm so excited to get into <laughs> this. This is going to be such a chipper, fun episode. <laughs> funny, yeah, warm, lovely. No. <laughs> uh, um, what do I want to round out? I'm going to round off with uh, with the high school stuff, and then I'm going to get into this game of Mash. Did you play Mash ever? Mansion, apartment, shack, house. This sort of oh, like yeah, I did, I did, I did. Okay, good, because I'm going to throw some categories yeah. at you in a few minutes that okay. uh, that you'll have to answer. I off don't the cuff. exactly remember. All you the rules. don't have to do anything. I'll okay, just good. just remember that you have to. I'll just ask you for three things per category, and you can just do them off the cuff, knowing that I'm asking you to commit to an alternate universe lifetime of things Great. that you're only thinking of on the on, in the spur of the moment. So in an hour, you're going to be like, "Ugh, why did I say Van Wait, Halen?" This is not the life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, my last high school question. Oh, yeah. So where did basketball fit in? Oh, and then I was going to tease you and say that your first boyfriend was basketball, your next boyfriend was dance, and then your husband is acting because you had your three boyfriends and your three. Totally. Your three Isn't things. that weird? <laughs> um, really well, yeah. Weird. So where did when did you stop playing basketball? Um, I stopped playing basketball when I was. In eighth grade, so right before high school. Gotcha. I, like, hurt myself, and I got, like, a weird, like, I, like, messed up my hip. Um, And then that's why I started dancing, because my chiropractor was like, one, your hips are all fucked up. Your knees are fucked up. And two, like, you're so tight. You should, like, go do, like, you know, you know, dancers. They have to, like, stretch and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're like, you should go do that. And I was like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> and then I really, really liked it. So that's kind of how that happened. I like um, I like the story because you were still forced into something because you're not a trier. You're still sort yes. of it's still sort of like I'm directing you to try this yes. thing for your health. Yes. And you know what? With acting, it's it was the same thing. I just kind of fell into it. Like, you know, my dance teacher was like, Yeah, you should do this. And I was like, Okay. And then the agent that she set me up with was like, you should try acting because, you know, even with commercials, like you got to act a little bit. And I was like, eh, OK. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then even with college, my mom's like, please go to college. And I was like, eh, OK. <laughs> but it's with basketball, so amazing basketball, if like, yeah, maybe in like 10 more years, something's going to come up that not necessarily bad, but just someone's going to be like, you know, you really need to incorporate more like you need to build your own house and you'll be like yeah okay. yeah and then you'll have like a decade of building houses just because like you Seriously. enjoy it and you didn't know I you know. would this is so I funny. know but I did I did choose to play basketball Got it. um I was like I think I was like five and um my mom had I don't know why but the Laker game was on and um I distinctly remember this moment we're like Nick Van Exel, he was on the Lakers at the time, like shot a three pointer. And to me, like the three pointer, like looked like he was like shooting from like literally across the universe. Oh, like sure. it seemed so far. Sure. And I was like, oh my God, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then I really wanted to play basketball. So my mom put me on a team. I love that. I love that moment that you have the sort of magical moment. And then look, see what yeah. you got for your troubles: a fucked up hit and uh, hip and messed up knees. So it, exactly, no more time. exactly. It was. It was so, I, <laughs> right. 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 I can't choose anything for myself. Oh, oh! It's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. 
Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black queer. Feminism. Race. Sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God. Free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community, and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because together, we're, we're the majority. majority. Okay, let's get into this mash game. This is going to be interesting because you're going to be forced to pick things for yourself, um, oh except I'm forcing you to do it. So don't worry because it's still like okay, par for the yeah, course. Yeah. I uh, mean, if you want to give me some advice, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you some tips. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think you should pick. Um, yeah. Okay, so first category, let's let's go ahead and just bust this out and say, um, apropos of everything we've been talking about, uh, is there are there three things that seem like they could be fun if we could just give them to you as gifts that you would immediately be amazing at like there's no learning there's no trying and finding out you don't like it it's like it's as great as you think it might be and you're fabulous at it are there three skills or hobbies or anything like that that suddenly we can just give you that you're like oh yeah I'm amazing at this and I love it yeah um right before the pandemic I started taking piano lessons and I had to stop because the pandemic so I would I would love to be able to play the piano great two more um does it have to be like real life Nah, no you can you can branch off for sure you know what i would love to be able to uh write some code my husband's computer programmer and we always like talk about like random like apps and stuff or like cool programs that we would like to build and you know he doesn't have time because he has a job and he was like I wish you could just do it for me, and mm-hmm. I wish I could. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I would love to be able to write code. That would be so satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Especially now, everything is, like, embedded in, like, computers or your phone that, like, if you were able to do that, like, you could do anything. I you can make know. anything. That's, like, wizardry. Uh, That's, like, modern-day wizardry. Truly. Um... I would love... I'm an okay cook, but I wish I was better. Me too. Great. Got it. Yeah. Makes sense. Speaking of cook, uh, I always do this category. Three foods that in this reality you're either allergic to or, you know, it's too sugary or you can't get it because you've only had it this one time in this other country and it was amazing and you've never been able to find Mm -hmm. it since. Three Mm -hmm. things that we're going to give you right now that have zero ramifications on yourself or anyone else. It's just this magic world where everything is like equal and nothing is bad. And you can have Oof. it at the snap. You don't have to eat it always. You could just, you know that you could always have it if you wanted it at the snap of your fingers. Oh, yeah. Okay. I feel like everything is going to come from Japan. I'm into but it. <laughs> I, um, there is just, yeah, this amazing, um, do you know what yakiniku is? It's like Korean barbecue, but Japanese style. Yes. 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 And I don't know. I think Japan has the best beef. Like Wagyu beef is like literally... Yeah. That's what I want to eat, like, every single day. So um, I would choose that. Great. I also, um, Japanese, any kind of Japanese ramen, yeah. I would love to be able to eat on demand because yes. 
They have like chains here that also exist in Japan that are like supposed to be the same, but it's just not the same. Um, And this is, okay, this is maybe like a fantasy, like not really, maybe, maybe not answering your question, but I wish I liked shrimp. I'll put that in here. Okay, cool. Because I hate shrimp. But there are a lot of opportunities slash like occasions where there is a ton of shrimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I wish I was able to eat them. Yeah. How do you feel about lobster? Is it like crustaceans in general? Mm, crab? I like crab. I don't like the texture of shrimp. Yeah. I don't blame so, you. So like that like gummy kind of yeah. tough texture. So I don't like shrimp. I don't like um, squid. What about scallops? A lot of... I like scallops. Oh my god, I hate scallops for the exact same texture. <laughs> They're not what the I same. Scallops are much softer. You know, you're right. I don't know what it is. Why? I, I mean, in in my brain right now, I'm thinking it through, and I'm like, I should be way more grossed out by shrimp than I am by scallops, and somehow, it's the reverse. But it doesn't make sense because you're right. The squeaky, the squeaky gumminess of shrimp is more offensive than the good. like soft gummy squeakiness of of scallops. Yeah. And for some reason, I can't stand one, and I like the other, and it's the exact opposite. Yeah, scallops. I went to Sapporo in February, like right before the pandemic, and they had the best scallops. Aren't you so it's glad so you got yummy. that in? Oh my god! Right yes. in time it, to just have that memory corona- to hold on to. Yeah, and Corona was already a thing. Right. And I remember going and everybody was wearing masks and we're like, what the fuck is going on? You yeah. Know? And we're like stupid Americans. Um, and yeah, we, I mean, we got out of there um, unscathed, but yeah, so glad I went. Oh, that's amazing. Um, okay. Oh, speaking of travel, let's do three places in the world that we're going to give you a second home and we're going to pretend <gasps> like we can just teleport you there so you don't have to worry about the travel. Wow. Second home. Okay, we don't have to worry about travel. No. And corona, okay. not, a thing. not a thing in this alternate universe. Of course. I loved Bora Bora. Great. Um, I love... Yeah, I mean, I have to put one in Japan. Great. Um, and specifically Japan, I think I want it in Kyoto. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to say I've been to Kyoto and I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I went for the first time in February and... It was it was beautiful. I loved it. Um, let's see, maybe like Paris. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Is what I say. Yeah, to why, that. Not? why not? Yeah. Wonderful. Paris like seems like a nice place to be like living in. You know, like you just walk around and like. Yeah. I don't know. Breathe the air. Agreed. If he, I know, we're so, like, uh, I mean, I understand, obviously, Paris is not all old Paris. Like, there's definitely, like, the financial district that just looks like our right. financial district. But right. if you live anywhere in the sort of central region of Paris, like, it, it, how, it would just feel like every, every little journey you took out would feel meaningful <laughs> somehow. Totally. Like, I just had so... to get some toilet paper, but it made me feel like I was out in the wonderfulness. Truly, like every time I, I've only been there three times, two times, three times, three times. But every time I go there, I'm just like, I can't believe people live here. Like this is their life. Yeah. It's crazy. I love it too. I love it too. And once the um, like Airbnb thing became a thing, uh, Mm -hmm. that it really locks it in because like the last time I was there, you know, we just had 
you know, like I'll, I'll, we got a loft in the Marais and that's cool. it felt like we lived there yeah, and it was so easy cool. to just fall right into the like okay let's get these things let's make this stuff at home then let's walk and like wander and just be uh, out and yeah. it felt oh it, f- it felt real it felt real yeah. um okay next category let's do three oh listen all due respect to your wonderful husband this is mash I do have to get some romance in here mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm, three mm-hmm. alternate universe romances it could be you know, Ooh. characters from books, anime, games, movies, or it could just be like a a person from any uh, time and any age that you, you know, that you want. It's all sort of magic. Yeah. I think right now, obviously, it changes from time to time, but right now it's Steph Curry. He's Great. a basketball player on the Warriors. Yep. Um, and... Thing. You know who I really thought was amazing was um did you ever watch Orange is the New Black? Yeah. Okay, like season one, Matt McGorry's character, he played that officer that was like fucking that girl and then they had a baby together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that character in particular, I don't know. I was like very swooned by it. Like he was so gentle and sweet yeah. and like but like dirty, you know what I mean? Like, I totally get it. Like it's forbidden, but it's also like yes, super sweet. Not. Yes, yeah. but he was so sweet about it. Yeah. I really liked that. Okay. Um, I was really, really into that. And then, um, wow. You know, okay, this is a girl. Is that okay? Please. Um, I watched, I, I couldn't finish it because it was like just a little much for me, but on normal people, mm-hmm. I haven't that watched it girl... Yet. That girl who plays a lead girl on Normal People is like the cutest girl I've ever seen in my life. And she's really good on it. And her character is really nice and great and just great. overall like girl crush. I just put she Normal was... People lead girl. I feel a little bad that I realize I don't know her name. I know. Why don't I know her name? name? I'm like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I don't. I for, what is the, is her name Daisy? Her real name. I don't know. This is really terrible. Too bad we're not. I mean, listen, if you want to Google it while I'm figuring all uh, out this smash outcome in just a couple minutes, then we can make it official. Um, uh, Next one, let's do three movies that you can jump into and just be in those worlds. It's not that you're, you know, a character necessarily or that you're revisiting, Mm. that you're redoing the plot. You're just like, that's just a world you can go and sink into whenever you want. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Also, um, her name is Daisy Edgar Jones. Great. Adding. Okay. Let me think. Any movie that I could be... Oh, my God. I love... This is so weird, but I love Secret Life of Pets. Oh, great. Like, I just love the idea of, like, pets being, like, people... You know, they have, like, thoughts <laughs> yeah. and they have their own lives I and stuff. I love that like, you... That's your first one. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, dogs are just, like, on my mind right now. Um, so that would be cool. Except I guess in that movie, people really don't know what's going on either. But, you know, I like to, I like the idea that, like, my dog has, like, friends outside of me. Yeah. And she has, great. like, a whole life, you know? It's great. Um, let me think. What else? This isn't a movie, but I'm watching The Crown right now, and I just really like all the costumes. Oh, yeah. I should say stuff. movie and TV. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. Let's throw The Crown in there. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know, like, I probably would hate it because I'm not a very, like, proper person, but I don't know. I just want to be, I want to experience, like, what it's like to, like, buzz people in and then, like, talk to them and then buzz them out. Like, as soon as you're done talking to them, you don't want to <laughs> yeah. say anything to them anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, wonderful. That would be, that would be cool. Let me think. What else? Um, 
You know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, this is like so cheesy, I feel like, but I'm going to say the little mermaid because I have this like weird fascination with the ocean, but I'm also really afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Agreed and, and agreed. Would, yeah. Like I love the idea of, just, I love snorkeling and stuff, but every time I'm snorkeling, like I have this deep rooted fear that like, I'm going to turn around and there's like a shark like coming towards me. Same. So I don't do it a ton. Same. Exact same. <laughs> but I... <laughs> Like, I can but almost I, ride that feeling and make it exciting for a while. And then right, at some right. point, I'm like, nope, it's gotten too strong. Like, I got to get out of yeah, the water. Yeah, like, yeah, something yeah, is exactly. Tipped, and now I just feel weird and I feel like I don't belong here and I should leave. Truly. Like, yeah, it's like the one I feel like we know so much about, like, space. But, like, we don't know a ton about the ocean at all, I feel like. There's, like, yeah. so much of it that has not been, like, you know, we can't go that deep. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Okay. I, was I think that's great. I love I The Little like, Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That being said, now you've triggered this next category because I really want to hear what your answers are. Ooh. Let's okay. remove all fear of the ocean. Remove okay. all safety risk. Zero fear okay. and no way at all you can get hurt. And it's, it could almost okay. be like you're like astral projecting into these places. So it isn't even necessarily that you need to like suit up in a scuba. Like none of that. Mm-hmm. It's but but okay. three places, like three places in the ocean, um, anywhere in the world that you would love to be able to see like safely and just like see what's going on. Almost as if you're watching it on TV, but you're actually there. Mm-hmm. You know, in the ocean, you mean? Yeah, like like okay, I would go to like the coral reef, you know. I would yeah, go to like yeah. or or I mean, I'm very curious about deep 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 ocean and if too, and if I knew yeah. I could see it and nothing bad would happen to me and I could just see it with my own eyes, I feel like I would do that. Yeah, I want to go like as deep as I can go and see some like there's probably some like fucked up looking fish down there. <laughs> There are fucked up looking fish. It's yeah. been proven. Truly, yeah. But like, you know, like, I can't believe I've never, have I seen one in person? I probably have, in, like an aquarium or something. But like, you know, those fish with this, like a weird like flashlight on their head? Yeah. Like the there little has danglers? To be, like, yeah. Like, how is that even real? I know. It's there so has crazy. to be, you know, I'm sure there's like a ton of different ones. Um, I would all, my friend did this. He swam with whale sharks. Oh, I would, I see that's. Yeah, that's real that appealing be... to me, yet I just don't think I'll ever work up the courage. I don't same, think I could work same. up the courage to swim with dolphins. I just, I'm not sure. No, I don't think so either. Okay, so wait, so, so first one, should I do deep ocean or should, or first one is that swim with whale sharks? Do deep ocean okay. first, because I want to see some like fucked up looking fish. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't really have a, I don't really have a specific name for the, the no, area that I want to go to, but just we know what you mean. We weird. know what you mean. Yeah. And then um, swim with whale sharks. Yeah, and is this, like, so inappropriate if I'm, like, you know how they say, like, dolphins, like, drag people down and, like, have sex with them sometimes? (laughs) (laughs) I I love that you just said that. And I love that it followed. Is this inappropriate? Uh, Please finish what you're going to say. Do you want to have sex with a dolphin? No, I don't want to have sex with a dolphin, (laughs) but I kind of want to see it. Yeah. I don't understand how it would work. Watch it happen with somebody else. Okay. Probably someone I don't know. (laughs) 
I'm putting and dolphin then, hanky panky, and let's. Ass- I mean, yeah. I'm assuming the person wa- is a willing participant, whoever this person is, so that they're not like. Getting yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It makes it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's better if he would. You know, if there was consent. <laughs> but I also want it to happen in the ocean, not like in a pool. Yeah, you know, yeah, I want yeah. it to happen oh, in the yeah. wild. Yeah, it's not like Sea World. Yeah. We don't want that. Yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. That's amazing. That is the most amazing answer I could ever have asked for. I'm so glad that you brought up the ocean and that that led to that category at all. Uh, okay, second to last category, second to last category. Uh, three bands or composers or singer songwriters that we're going to, they're basically going to compose like a soundtrack for your life. So mm. you can sort of just like imagine what three different versions of that could look like. It's like all new music, but you know you're going to love it because it's XYZ people doing it. Mm -hmm. God, this is going to reveal how basic I am. (laughs) Give it. Hit me. Shock me. Try to shock me. Especially with music. I'm literally the most basic bitch there is. Okay. Um, My number one, like, obsession is Taylor Swift. Great. Um, Nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think she's the lyricist of our generation. Um, Maybe, okay, and then, like, switching kind of, like, in the opposite direction, like, it'd be cool to, like, have Beyonce write me some, like, you know, power songs. Sure. um, To make me feel good about myself. Great. I think Taylor would be better for, like, um, the the sadder parts of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Great. More, you know, that melancholy music. Um, And then I think... Trying to think, what other basic pop music artist um, I like? <laughs> I don't even. They probably don't even know. She definitely does not write her own music. But I just watched the Ariana Grande documentary on uh-huh, Netflix, uh-huh. and she's a Ariana really good performer. Great. <laughs> It's so Ariana, terrible. It is. <laughs> oh my god! First of all, I'm like way too old to be like liking these people. No, you're not. They're no, no. I won't. I don't accept <sighs> that. I don't accept that. Uh, I think okay. these are great. Okay, final one. Final category. God, is there anything that I should have included with you that I didn't, and that I'm going to regret later? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything like is there anything else other than I mean obviously the twitch and the the gaming thing is sort of new but is there anything you're like kind of obsessed with right now that we haven't touched on um not really there's yeah and there's nothing that I'm like doing either how about like (laughs) how about like three shows uh existing or no longer in existence that it would have been super fun to like be on be a part of be on yeah you're the worst i mean i guess i you know why i asked the question so i'm glad that the answer yeah, is what it yeah, was yeah um would yeah you're the worst is it's like still my number one like if there is like any comedy type of comedy that i could be on which you know i really want to do a comedy it would be something like you're the worst i really like the um the tone of like Big Little Lies had where it's like drama, but there was like moments of like lightness and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of, it's hard to explain what that kind of tone is, but I really do like that. Yeah. And, also, you know, that was just a, be on Big I know. That was, yeah. That was a, yeah. That was a real eye feast as well. Like those houses Truly. and, oof, yes, okay. yes, oh yes. And like, 
Yeah, the ocean and the waves and like the everything was really it was just like a cool tone that they really and it was like everything. Created, I, I mean, obviously, like. like there was plenty of it that was intentionally very irritating about like those sort of elite white liberal people, but um, right, 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 right. But right, from right. a perspective of like everything seemed, it was for a for a Los Angelino, it felt like it was so close to what we kind of know or have seen mm-hmm. but it was still somehow like a world away because of where it mm-hmm. is you know what i mean so there's mm-hmm. something very familiar but also very kind of exotic about it like it was yeah. it was it was juicy it was juicy okay uh yeah. great big little lies what's your last one? Oh, oh my god i've totally forgot my <laughs> my obsession this year was succession oh so good i so talk about so talk good. about like how dramatic things are but also like how hilarious oh, these crazy people are so funny it's so it's so well good. written it's so oh well written yeah great show and like you know again work. again with like the privileged terrible white people yeah. but like yeah. i don't even care because it's so good it's so good yeah, yeah that's a real winner a real winner yeah. um I clearly, I, I guess I like shows. I mean, everybody does, right? Like those three shows, like I just like shows where like the people are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible people doing random shit yeah. is, I guess, what I like. Yeah. Uh, approved. Approved. It's pathos. It's like, this is like Grecian, Grecian tragedy, dramedy, basically, that we're, that we're, that we're experiencing yeah. right now on some mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to do the little doodle that takes me ultimately to the number that's like the eeny meeny money mo number that establishes mm-hmm, all the things you get so i'm just going to start my doodle tell me when okay. to stop okay stop okay i'm gonna do my little counts um i'm sure there will be some silence and it will uh be edited out deliciously mm-hmm. by julian but it's also an opportunity for you to tell people where they can find you on Twitch, where they can find you on social media. Uh, anything of yours that they they should check out, you can uh, run through that real quick, too, while I do this. Cool. Okay, yeah. So right now I stream on Twitch at Amy Okuda. Um, I don't have a schedule like professional streamers, but um, if you follow me on Twitter, also at Amy Okuda, and Instagram, also at Amy Okuda, then um, I usually post when I'm streaming. So come hang out. And um, that's about it. If you want to see anything recent that I've done, you can go on Netflix and watch Atypical. There's three seasons out. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. Great. One day I'll be on another thing. We'll see if yeah. this pandemic ever ends. <laughs> we got to get there. We got to get there. <laughs> Okay, this is very fun because this is like, it, it is all over the place. And those are some of the most fun ones. Like sometimes there's a theme, like if someone's a huge fan of mm-hmm, all mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. this, like if they're Anglophiles, like somehow there turns out to be this sort of through line, which is also fun in its own way. But I like when everything is random as hell. And that is definitely yeah. what this is. <laughs> um, okay. So first of all, I want to congratulate you on your ability to plumb the depths of the deepest darkest ocean and see some super fucked up fish (laughs) i think that is like the least likely thing to happen in real life of all the three uh i mean listen i don't know like i guess there still seems there could be a chance for you to see a dolphin have sex with someone i don't know but uh you got (laughs) you got the one that feels like it's the least accessible to humankind right now so i'm glad 
uh, for my part that you're able to go down there and see a bunch of shit and hopefully Ooh, tell us about you, it. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I want to uh, also speaking of oceans and sea creatures, I want you to know that you love shrimp. Cannot get oh my enough God. shrimp. Cannot <laughs> get enough of it. Have it, love it. You love the texture, and it is never going to be a problem again for you when oh shrimp is presented. Um, I don't know if uh, your dog uh, enjoys shrimp, but you're going to find out because you're going to be able to drop into the secret life of pets, and we'll yes. just assume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll yes. assume that it ropes in all the animals in your world as well, oh, so that yes. you can uh, get some real fun behind the scenes craziness with uh, with all these pets who have all the stuff going on. Um, Amazing. You also are a virtuoso pianist. Ooh. You uh, do I play piano like underwater? Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps you perhaps you play piano and your dog sings along some like fun oh loungy tunes. Uh, wow. Perhaps you play piano on an Ariana Grande album because she certainly loves you and is going to be making a soundtrack for you and your very busy life. Evidently, very busy life. Your very busy life that includes appearances on, and by the way, this could still happen, succession. Oh. I feel like this is the moment where we put this out into the universe, and because this one could really but come But would they ever have over. an Asian person on that yes! show? Yes! Are you kidding me? You're right. You're right. There's a possibility. Uh, I think it could happen. I'm gonna, I think it could happen. Okay. I'm going to make some calls. Uh, and then, you. Uh, you, you. S- speaking of uh, Asia, you have a beautiful apartment in Kyoto. So, okay. Okay. mega congrats on that. that. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. And you are sharing this with <laughs> <laughs> former prison guard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good old Maddie. You uh, have a oh, wonderful, so tender, excited. yet naughty relationship. Oh, I love that. With the former Orange yes. is the New Black uh, prison guard. I think that is amazing. You must agree that this is all over the place in a really fun way. Yeah. Also, I love that he's prison guard. I don't even know his name. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I know either. the actor's name, but I truly, I really don't remember the character's name. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> That's not what it was about. Um, oh, my God. Amy, this has been so fun. Thank you again for doing the podcast. I hope we get to uh, see each other online and do more game stuff at some point soon. Yeah. Um, and uh, we got to get you on succession. So that's my new goal. That's my new goal. I got to oh make that your only. I have no power. make that your only goal. Yeah. I have no <laughs> power life. and my life is meaningless now because I have to find a way to get you on succession. Um, thanks. Hope everybody is taking care of themselves and I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Bye. Thank you. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported